It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Song, a PAC song, Isibane, and uh, before that, uh, Sarah Bosignon, uh, Bosignore, uh, a song entitled uh, Robin Island, and uh, Nelson Mandela revisiting Robin Island is what we played. And um, yeah, can't pull the wool over your eyes. Uh, the PAC, uh, that's what we are meant to do today. Look at Robin Island through the eyes of the Pan Africanist Congress of Azania. But unfortunately, our guests are running late uh, this morning. Um, and this, of course, as we continue our discussion of uh, Robben Island and uh, viewing it from the perspectives of the different political parties. Uh, we've looked at the lighter side of Robben Island with Peter Paul Nguenia. Uh, we also heard last week uh, from uh, the BCM Azapo uh, movement and now uh, we are waiting for the PAC. And um, 
the PAC, of course, you know, they uh, had uh, prisoners uh, who include uh, Jeff Masimola. We always talk about Robert Sobukwe. Uh, Jeff Masimola, uh, who was also the longest serving prisoner, and uh, the Deputy Chief Justice Dihang Museneke, uh, who was the youngest prisoner on the island when he was sentenced in 1963 at uh, the age of 16. Museneke is now um, the Deputy uh, Chief Justice at the Constitutional Court. And to date, um, three of the former inmates of Robben Island have gone on to become um, uh, president uh, of South Africa, Nelson Mandela, Halima Mutlante, current president Jacob Zuma. And through our discussions, we've heard how life on the island was not always, you know, tough and sad. There were those lighter moments. Um, and this morning, uh, we are looking forward to hearing, you know, uh, from the Pan-Africanist Congress to talk to us about uh, their view of uh, life on Robben Island. And Ntate uh, Mark Shin, is, uh, he is coming through for us. And uh, we'll also be learning more about uh, Jeff Masimola with uh, Jackie Seroke. So uh, all of that still to come. Uh, but uh, I believe that, um, you know, uh, we are going to open the lines now just in the meantime, you know, just uh, to talk about, you know, whether you have any views on Robben Island, you know, um, you know, maybe someone from uh, else from the PAC is listening. Uh, so many members that uh, obviously also were part of uh, that prison population. And um, yeah, you know, let's talk about it. Maybe other memories coming through. Maybe you want to reflect on some of the uh, former um, editions of this Robben Island series that we've had on, uh, as we said, the lighter moments, uh, Azapo last week maybe you didn't get an opportunity to speak about it and uh, we are of course also going to get uh, through to the end where we'll bring everybody together have a sort of a reunion of uh, some of the islanders and uh, Tate is you know very interesting story he has about uh, life on Robben Island and um, he was uh, the person who taught uh, our current president Jacob Zuma um, English in um, uh, the prison at Robben Island and he has some very interesting stories and I'm loath to try and go into this because I don't want to tell the story it's not my story it is his story, and as such, I would want uh, him to actually tell it. And, uh, of course, then um, also, as we said, uh, the lines are open. So let's just take Peter Wiley in Grahamstown very quickly uh, because uh, we do at least have some of the guests arriving now. Peter? Thanks very much. Look, it's so moving to listen to Nelson Mandela, and I thank you for playing that, uh, that little speech of his at the beginning of your program. But but it is it's so 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 easy to forget his legacy, and I want to appeal to someone to give me some help because before um, Desmond Tutu passes away, I, I want him to try and motivate for a Mandela Peace Prize because uh, Mandela has a typical humility to say something positive about what happened to him at Robben Island. You know, it was, it, it was absolutely amazing that he spent 27 years there and came out and save this country from a bloodbath. So it's basically the, the, the reason I found is for someone to give me help to, to talk to um, Desmond Tutu. There doesn't have to be money involved, but um, we, could, we could buy with the, uh, the Nobel Peace Prize and maybe keep it just an African thing. And it doesn't have to only involve politicians, but people, worthy people, who would then... Uh, achieve something in life. I suggested truly modern fellow. Somebody else suggested the gift of the givers, uh, Dr. Suleiman. And uh, I think it would be a good idea to motivate uh, for a Mandela Peace Prize.
Okay, thank you so much, uh, Peter Wiley uh, from Grahamstown there. And uh, just returning to the issue at hand, uh, looking at Robben Island uh, through the eyes of the PAC, um, Mr. Kola uh, Chiamzache, who is a former member of APLA, um, the Azanian People's Liberation Army, he has arrived. He's in studio. Thanks for coming through. Albeit late, our listeners are very upset with you. Um. Firstly, I'd like to apologize, uh, Sakina, and greetings to the listeners. Now, uh, Kola, thank you so much uh, for coming through. And uh, we're still awaiting, of course, um, and that there um some uh, shinners to come through as well. But, uh, you know, let's just start by, you know, looking at, uh, you know, the islanders uh, who were part of the Pan-Africanist Congress. And um, uh, some very interesting stories because um, some people had actually arrived there before the likes of Nelson Mandela and, you know, were part of actually building up some of the sections and so on and so forth. But uh, when we talk about Robben Island and the Pan-Africanist Congress, uh, what are the, who are the names that come to mind? Indeed, Sakina, the first, um, it should be known that the first political prisoners, the first lifers to be sentenced on Robben Island were PAC members. Your likes of your Jafta Masemolas, your John Gossies, your, your Deputy Chief Justice of the country, and many others. By the time the others, so I mean the popular you know, came. They were already lifers in Robben Island. And then, and then, uh, you know, how many, how big was that PAC population on Robben Island, more or less? In terms of statistics, Sakina, I cannot say, but I know that the majority up until the late, I mean the 70s, the mm. majority it is known. Um, the people that would tell you about that Johnson M. Lambo is also one of the first, um, I mean, people also to be sentenced to to Robben Island political prisoners. But it is known it is a known fact that the majority were indeed PAC members. Now, you know, we, we usually talk about um, uh, Robert Sobukwe and, you know, even when people talk about the tours to Robben Island, they talk about, you know, uh, visiting, you know, Sobukwe House and all of those things. But some of the others perhaps not as well known. You know, you know we, we, when we talk about um, the, the, the youngest prisoner on Robben Island was a member of the Pan-Africanist Congress. That's none other than the Deputy Chief Justice of the country, Udekhag Museneke. With um, Sobukwe, it was something, you know, Sobukwe was out of this world. Even even the, um, the ministers would say, I mean, when you, it's, it's quite strange that when you go to Robben Island, as you pass the Sobukwe house, they'd say, by the way, that's Sobukwe house. As to why Sobukwe was kept aside, I mean, was separated, he had his own prison inside prison, separated from the rest of the prisoners. The former Minister of Justice even said that in Robben Island he's got only one political prisoner. It is Robert Sobukwe, and the rest are his followers. Remember now, Robben Island as a prison post-1960, it was open. It was open as a prison for political prisoners post the Sharpeville. And we know that Sobukwe was the mastermind. And the program, the pen of, I mean, the positive action campaign of the PAC, it, I mean is the one that led to the banning of the political organizations. And as a result, I mean, as a result, um, the political organizations adopted, um, the, adopted the armed struggle. 
with um, Opoko being the first formed on the 11th of September 1961. And as a result of Opoko activities, that's why now the Isaac and Timunias of this world were sentenced to Robben Island. Mm. And then what are some of the other names? Because one of the concerns that we have, and, and, and which is perhaps why we have embarked on this uh, series, is that we want to hear more names coming through. You know, we want to move beyond uh, the names that we always hear about. Some have left us, this, uh, Sakina, but we still have your Johnson and Lambos of this world that are still alive. Your Isaac and Timunias, your Philemon Tifos left us, are no more. Your John Yatipokelas, um, I can name them. There's, there's, there's countless, Sakina, and many of them never even um, left Robben Island alive. Some of them died in Robben Island. So we are currently busy with the research and trying to find exactly who was who, the exact list. And as you know, I mean, you should know that it is on record that some of them were actually first from Robben Island to be executed. And it should also be known that 95% of all the political prisoners that were executed by the apartheid regime, 95% of them were Boko members. And then what was the reason for that? You know, what, what set the PAC apart from everybody else? Their actions, nothing else, because now we believe that, I mean, our take was that we had already bypassed the stage of peaceful demonstration. We had, hence I said we had embarked on an armed struggle. So that should be the reason. So now they were considered a threat to the then regime. This morning, uh, we continue our uh, discussion on life on Robben Island as we view it uh, through the eyes of uh, the various political formations who found themselves in prison there. And this morning, it's the turn of the Pan-Africanist Congress of Azania, the PAC. And um, we have uh, with us in studio uh, Mr. Tola uh, Djamzache. And uh, also joining us on the line now is Tate uh, Mike Mangena, who is no stranger to everybody. Thank you so much for speaking to us this morning yeah hello good morning uh, my name is Mwendane that's my surname not Mangena oh my apologies uh, I... yeah, they, well that's because I'm you know that we're on Robben Island uh, I belong to, to, to a group that came from the Transvaal which uh, included uh, Jeff Masemula and Chief uh, Shibane Isaac Ntimonye so we were the first from the Transvaal at the time because the majority, the majority of uh, the uh, political prisoners that were on Robin Island came from the Cape, uh, specifically from the Eastern Cape. Uh, there was uh, uh, around 1,600 prisoners from 1962 uh, in, in November and throughout 1963. Uh, this number oscillated around this one, and uh, they used to count us every night. And uh, the uh, figure used to be 1,600 plus one, all the every day plus one, and the plus one was uh, Robert Sobukwe. But, but of course, there were ANC guys there uh, uh, during that time, and there were three of them. Uh, it was Enzo, uh, Masondo, and Muting, uh, I forget the third one. And uh, there were people like Makwetu, who used to be uh, the president of the PAC uh, from 1994 here in, the, in this country, 
and Reverend Mohoba, uh, who did a lot of organize of organizing of the youth. In fact, uh, most of us were influenced uh, by uh, uh, Reverend Stanley Mohoba. And then we had we had we had a very bright young man, Wusim Kumani, who used to make bombs uh, out of reading. Uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica at the at the, uh, the library in Davidton, and I came from Davidton, and uh, we we used to work at the at the uh, uh, Lambo Span. Now the Lambo Span was simply uh, a piece of land on Robben Island, where we used to take or uh, uh, carry sand from one end of the of the of the piece of land to another, and then back again digging holes, and then covering them up again. And they used to urinate uh, into our faces. I remember I was taken uh, behind the bush, away from the others, and I was asked to dig a hole, like a grave, uh, sort of, and asked to uh, jump onto the grave, and I lied there like a, a corpse, and uh, they uh, poured a lot of sand onto my body, but not covering my face. And then uh, Pete Kleinhans and his uh, brother Ever Kleinhans uh, urinated onto my face. But of course, uh, you know, you could not not uh, taste the uh, the urine. And uh, it went on like that. And and they used to use uh, the common law criminals against us. A common law criminal would push a wheelbarrow behind you, and would hit your 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 your, your feet, and that is behind you. And then you you had a permanent wound every day. On the same wound, this wheelbarrow behind you would hit you, and it was terrible. Uh, and some of us, uh, like Stanley Mohoba initially, were put into isolation cells because they were considered to be leaders. And uh, when Mandela came in, in, 1990, in 1964, they were also sent to uh, the isolation cells where they were with, with uh, uh, Comrade Makwetu and, uh, and the others. Now, uh, and of course, they, uh, the number grew. Uh, the food was terrible. I remember we had to go on strike in 1995, I mean in 1965, sorry. We had to go on strike, a, a hunger strike. That was, that was the only time that they tried to improve the food that we had. And uh, as time went on, then we uh, campaigned for better treatment, such as playing sports, and eventually we were allowed to play sports, ten, uh, table tennis and uh, football. Uh, on the island, and, uh, and 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 things became better there. But during 1963, it was really terrible. It was cold. We used to wear short pants in the in the cold there. As and as you know, uh, the weather in Cape also included the uh, Robin Island was uh, inclement. Mm. And 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 I'm just wondering, you know. Um, Ntate Mwendana, how much time did you actually spend on Robben Island? I spent seven years from 1963 to 1970 when I was uh, uh, sent to Kazankulu. Mm. 
And, and, and tell me, you know, obviously, as members of the PAC, um, what sort of discussions then happened, uh, took place between you uh, around, for example, Robert Sobukwe, that plus one that was elsewhere? Yeah. Uh, we did not have uh, physical contact uh, with uh, Robert Sobukwe, but uh, as we are going to work along the road, we, we would see him at his, uh, what you call, uh, uh, quarters there, and he would bend and pick up the soil and, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, and, and let it fly in the wind, which, was, which meant Israel to. Uh, and that used to inspire us quite a lot. And, uh, and they tried to hide him away from us, but we would see him every day there, and, and that was a, a very great inspiration. But in the cells, who? There was a lot of uh, discussions. We used to discuss uh, Pan-Africanism, Africanism. We used to discuss layout in, uh, uh, in Africa, what Africa was and which country had what. And we used to discuss ideological questions, Marxism, and, uh, and all the, the, the isms that were relevant to us. Those of us who, who were very, very young, because uh, I was at secondary school when I was sent to, to Robin Island, green, completely green and ignorant. We learned quite a lot from uh, people like Dr. Mokoba and Klaus uh, uh, Mashishi, who was there, because uh, they, at least they, uh, they had degrees already. And uh, we, uh, you know, even uh, Andrew Masondo, from the ANC, I mean, he was a lecturer at, 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 at the University of Fort Hare when he was arrested, and he shared quite a lot of things with us, and they helped many people with, with their mathematics, their physics, and uh, we that I was the first person to apply for 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 for, for, uh, for the opportunity to study, and uh, that is where where I did my metric on Robben Island. Uh, uh, books were bought uh, for me by my brother, and then uh, it, and other people followed suit. And uh, a cell was allocated, especially allo- allocated for students, which was cell C. And most of uh, and all the, the the people that were studying were at cell C. But later on, uh, you, uh, as the number of uh, students increased, the whole of the cell C block because it was it, it was cell C. Uh, Cell C1 at first, but the whole of that block w- was uh, uh, allocated to the uh, students that were there. And uh, we used to help each other. Those people who that did not have money to, uh, to enroll for their studies were helped by others. Uh, like uh, President J- Jacob Zuma, for instance, he was exposed to people like Khan Museneke and, uh, 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 and others. So there, in fact, when the, in regards to studies, there was no difference between the peace and the ANC. We used to help, help each other as comrades. Mm. Uh, but the funny thing was that when we, we started with football, the football clubs were, were created on the lines of, of uh, the parties that were there. So there were those uh, uh, football clubs that were ANC, and there were those football clubs that were PAC. But I said, me, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to uh, comply with this. I joined an ANC football club called Hospice. And uh, I'm, I'm proud to say 
that uh, I, 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 I scored my first goal and my last goal. Up to now, I've only scored one goal in, in my life, and it happened <laughs> on Robben Island. <laughs> <laughs> and that there, Mike, uh, we also have uh, Jonathan Mlambo on the line who's also going to reminisce with us about uh, those days on Robben Island. And um, thank you so much, uh, um, there, um Mlambo, for uh, speaking to us this morning. And you, of course, uh, you know, served 20 years on Robben Island. Uh, uh, thank you so much for speaking to us this morning. Well, I wish to... Say good morning to you and uh, your listeners. And I want to also thank you for the opportunity to let me say a word or two on Robben Island in the early years. Well, Angela uh, Mwendane was... Uh, a, a co-accused of mine, he was one of the youngest in my group. So we arrived there in um, on the 25th of June, 1963. And um, incidentally, when we left uh, Pretoria, I was part and parcel of an odd three because we were 17 in all. There were eight people from Davidton and nine people from uh, Mami Lodi Pretoria who were sentenced uh, more or less at the same time. So we left um, on the, uh, I think the 24th by truck. So the only three is that uh, we couldn't do handcuffed in pairs because of the odd number of 17. And I was in the middle. On the one side, there was uh, Ephraim Spencer Bahuri. On the other side, it was Singila Mwendane. And I was in the middle. Those handcuffs and leg irons were never removed from us, from Pretoria. And uh, we were not given any meals until we reached um, Kohlsberg Prison, where we slept. Even there, the leg irons and handcuffs were never removed. And it was very inconvenient. We had to wake up if one of the three wanted to go to the loo. It meant all of us must go there and uh, witness whatever that person was doing. Next time it will be another person just like that as nature called. And then um, the next morning we left very early, reached Ruland Street Prison in Cape Town where we were kept to wait for the afternoon when we would get the boat. We did not, of course, 
know all these details. We got onto the ferry. Many of us were seasick in the manner in which we were at least uh, still handcuffed. And um, we were put uh, in some dark dungeon inside uh, the boat called Easy, named after this map. The wife of uh, one time um, Governor General of South Africa. On arrival on the island in the evening, the people who were to be with us for the hard times that we had on Rodden Island, the Clayton's brothers were there, and. Um, there was a track onto which we had to climb. And as we were trying to climb, I remember that um, the prison man, the cleaners brothers picked up um, Ifran Bahula, who was uh, physically challenged, and they threw him on top of the truck. And then, um, whilst we were still trying to get on. Now, the handcuffs, the, the automatic type, every little move, they sink deeper into your flesh. You can imagine the type of um, uh, pain that the uh, we all suffered. That is the three of us. Then they were threatening us and telling us, can you work with a wheelbarrow? Can you work with a pig? Can you work with a spade and a shovel and all those things? Then in big trenches, quietly on the inside, I felt that all this did not scare me because I had grown up doing uh, some work. The whole of 1958, for instance, I uh, did take up a job where I worked full-time and I started as a laborer and then uh, ended up, by the end of the year, doing some semi-skilled labor at Pretoria Portland Cement in um, uh, Jupiter, Johannesburg and the cement factory there. So um, I've done a lot of garden work, work with these tools that they were talking about. So I had a quiet determination. I'm going to see, see it um, all. I'm not scared of it. But I couldn't say anything. Well, uh, The following morning, we were taken from the wet cement floors that we had slept at in the new jail, which are still under construction. We were taken to the old jail and uh, lined up there for um, registration. And it is there that... Uh, the problems began.
the prison waders were very, very harsh. And some of the prison uh, prisoners, like a certain Fanskalbuk, a certain Rutherford, they were prisoners, but they were to our shock, clearly on the other side, working with the prison waders to make life very, very difficult. And as we were waiting outside, we made to squat. It was cold, June. And um, the new clothes that we had were all taken away from us. Our heads were shaved, clean with a razor blade. And uh, by these um, common law prisoners there. This morning, uh, we continue uh, with our series looking at life on Robben Island. And uh, this morning, it's the turn of the Pan-Africanist Congress of Azania to looking at Robben Island through their eyes. Uh, Johnson Mlambo, who spent uh, 20 years on Robben Island, um, our guest this morning, along uh, with uh, Kola, who's in studio with me. And um, unfortunately, because we started late, you know, we are fast running out of time. Didn't get to hear the whole series, but I promise when we have the re union of everybody together um, maybe we, we, we will be you know just slightly biased to giving the PAC a little more time uh, to get to some of those stories uh, but Ntatem uh, Lambo just hold on and Kola let me just take a few calls uh, very quickly uh, Sam Kakiso uh, in Kakiso good morning uh, <coughs> morning yeah. I'd like to talk about uh, Mike Matsubani from uh, my neck of the woods who went to Robben Island twice, uh, in the 60s and in the 70s. And there was a whole lot of uh, political prisoners in the West Rand. I think that Dimlambo might remember some of them, uh, people like Mr. Sam, Kavapilu, and others in, in, in Bagasdal. Uh, Stix Morewa was also among the PAC political prisoners. Maybe many people don't understand that. But I would like to say one or two things. Let me say one thing about Jafta Masemula. Jafta Masemula, one thing that must come out very clear is that he spent nine years in solitary confinement on Robben Island. That must be very, it must be said, that that, that, uh, old man suffered really, really, really on Robben Island. Not that I'm... Uh, 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 trivializing the suffering of others. But this must come out because he was why he was in qu- the quintessential prisoner there on Robben Island. And I think Kola uh, will say something about the unveiling of Jafta Masemola's tombstone sometime next month. I go Zelma Fuku Kola isolate. Mm. No, no, thank you so much, uh, Sam and Kahiso. And, you know, this was one of the things um, that I'd read up on, and, and I really wanted us, you know, to unpack more some of these issues. So um, I think in the interest of time, we're not going to have much time, there will be uh, the unveiling of the tombstone uh, for Ajafta Mo, commonly known as Jeff Masimula, next month. So what we'll do is perhaps what we could try and do is to dedicate a little more time into learning who the man was, um, as uh, you've just given us, you know, uh, a sneak preview there, Sam in Kahiso. Uh, but uh, yeah, noted. And let's go to Shaka in Durban. 
Hi, Shaga. Hi, hi, Sakina. Good morning to you and your guests and uh, listeners. Welcome. Yes, um, Sakina. Um, thanks, man. Um, Sakina, in 2007, mm-hmm. former president, Chabon Peggy, um, promised us that uh, there will be a committee that will be open to find out as to why do we still have uh, the Afla, uh prisoners uh, still being locked up, yet um, as they were denied... Uh, um, uh, justice in the, in the TRC commission. And then uh, 2008, the committee was formed, and then Peggy was recalled, and then uh, that, um, uh, Mutante took over, and he promised us that uh, in uh, December, the, the results of the committee, the, the, the feedback will be given out to the, to the public. Still, still today, there is still no reason, we still haven't heard the feedback from the committee as to why do we still have the APLAP prisoners being locked in, in that committee, because you know, Peter Nagula promised to to give us that uh, that report, mm-hmm. but still up until today, Peter Nagula, the only thing that she did, she she released Mokwena um, uh, and uh, the guys, the the the, 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 the ANC guys as you that were jailed for killing the the, the policemen. Well, Ashaka, thank you for that. And of course, uh, uh, you could say separate, you could say related issues. But of course, you know, um, we are unfortunately out of time. It's a pity that we started quite late this morning. So we haven't, you know, um, uh, been able to really get into the issues in as much as we wanted to. But I'm also just worried, Kola, about Ntate Shinas, who was on his way here. So um, we're unable to get in touch with him. So we, we, we're not quite sure what happened to him, but he was definitely on his way here. So um, we'll uh, also try and establish where he is. And, of course, uh, someone was asking a question about Salsi and um, the learning, not Salsi, the network, the phone net, uh, cell phone network, but on Robben Island. And um, asking about that and, you know, the, the, the education, the learning that went on there. And Tate um, Shinas, as I was saying earlier, was, you know, like uh, one of the teachers on Robben Island. And, um, you know, these were some of the stories that we wanted to get into. But as I said, all is not lost at the end. We'll have one big get-together of all uh, the islanders that we can, um, you know, bring together. And then we'll tell more of these stories. But, uh, Kola? Um, thank you, Sakina. Um, interestingly, last week uh, we had a meeting with the veterans, former Robin Islanders in, um, in Swane. And there was a, there's a certain Tate Mabuse who spoke passionately about Tate Masemola, who's also a former Robin Islander. Hopefully, as we meet... And on the time that you're talking about, we'll have the likes. Thank Absolutely. You, the likes of Ntate Mlambo, also um, uh, Mike Mwendane, um, Ngila Mwendane, who was on earlier, and we'll bring all of them together. But thank you so much for what we did manage to get through this morning. Really appreciate it. And, of course, we will continue uh, this particular series, but have yourself a fantastic weekend. It is time for news now with Kumbuzile Tabete.